Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. It's a pleasure to officially welcome you to the Gaining Control Podcast. You're listening to your friend, Travis Corley. The topic for this episode actually comes out of the introduction. Um, If you was listening to the introduction, you probably heard this small phrase. You probably didn't hear the small phrase. But there's a small phrase that I wanted to title this episode. And this is going to be kind of the premises for where I'm going at in the podcast to help inspire and change so many lives around the world. That small phrase was living but actually dying. What that phrase comes from is at my grandfather's funeral, I was left out near where the groundkeepers was lowering his body at. Um, my family had just had their final goodbyes and they walked into the fellowship hall to, uh, to eat and to talk to one another. Um, you know how families does at the funerals. And so I was out here with the groundkeepers. Um, I'm five years old, but my family was so distracted and it was just so heartbroken that my grandfather left as early as he did in his life that they kind of left me out there. And so it was just by chance that I had this opportunity, but it actually shaped my life. It shaped um, even things today. It shapes my mentality and kind of the way that I go about life. And it has been an inspiration to me starting this podcast, but also to my inspiration to helping so many people lives in a way that I do. So that phrase living, but actually dying is so significant, but it's something that so many people are actually truly living in their life. They're living, they're breathing, they're walking, they're talking, they're smiling, they're hugging. Um, you see them in grocery stores, you see them driving their cars, you see them in neighborhoods and take a walk, watching TV, whatever people living just naturally breathing and doing what it is that they want to do. But the problem is their habits It's causing them to die. And that's what this episode is about. It's about the habits that we have that we think we're living, but actually we're dying. Um, For myself, I grew up in the inner city of Miami, Florida. Growing up in the inner city of Miami, Florida, it was by chance that I saw a few different lifestyles there. I saw the rich and famous, as you would see on the beach. And I also saw 
what poverty looks like because I grew up in the inner city of Miami, Florida. And in my neighborhood, my environment, the community, um, other communities around us, it was just like poverty to its finest. Um, there was a lot of violence. There was crime. Um, despite that, you did have some people that rise up and become prominent individuals in our society. But majority of the people was actually dying around me versus living. And that was what kind of transpired um, over the 20 so years that I've uh, had the opportunity of growing up in my neighborhood. Um, and so now that I'm staying in a different place, um, what helped gets me to where I'm at now in life is that I went to college in Nebraska. Um, after I left for HBCU, I went to college in Nebraska. And when I got to Nebraska, I saw a different lifestyle. I saw how people lived uh, totally different than what it was in the, in the city. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of the, the, the white families that I had the opportunity to communicate with, to sit with, um, to laugh, to fellowship with, um, to watch their lives, to watch their marriages, watch how they raise their family, hear their stories, because I saw a different perspective on life from those people and this rural small town in Nebraska, which I never would have thought I would have been that person um, that goes to from a inner city like Miami, Florida, where I'm 15 minutes away from the beach to a small town where it's a 35 minute drive just to the local Walmart. So it was kind of a crazy transition for me um, going from the beach to a small town. But I'm grateful now that I look back that I took that leap of faith and I went out there not knowing what I was getting myself into because that helped me to understand what living is. So in this episode, I want to dive deeper into what living but actually dying really means. And like I said, I grew up in the inner city, so I saw a lot of violence. I saw the drugs, um, but more so I really saw people do it. Like my first time I seen somebody do crack cocaine, I was seven years old. And seeing that, I just knew it was something wrong about that because the way how their body shifted, the way how their eyes looked, they just didn't look good to me. I just knew something's wrong. I was eight years old when I saw my first person do heroin. Um, and as time went on, I saw more people just in our local community park do drugs in a park. I saw people that I love and care about when they got off work. That's what they resorted to, alcohol and drugs, to help themselves feel better and cope with the the, the pressure of working every day and, and things like that. And so I saw a lot of that. But also, too, to even get even deeper into what I saw, I saw a lot of people that resorted into um, just having sex just to make themselves feel good. Um, I saw people, they resorted to emotional eating, where now that they're dealing with health problems because they're overweight or they're they out of shape and different things like that. And so it, those, those things that people did that they thought was helping them live is actually what's killing them. And I just sat down and said, there's no way this is life when I just stayed in Nebraska for three, four years, and I just saw what living actually looked like on a peaceful level. I saw families that didn't engage in alcohol, that didn't engage in drugs, that didn't engage in sex with random people, that didn't engage in all of these things, and they was happy. They was enjoying themselves. They had money left over. They had a nice home. They had nice cars. Um, They still was able to impact their community. They was able to smile. They was able to have family trips, and it was just something about what I saw there. I said, I want that. I don't want what i seen in the inner city. And so many people are living their life dying and they don't even know it. And so that's what I really truly want to dive deep in because this is going to set the premise and the foundation for you to gain control of your life so you can start living. 
So the first thing that I really wanted to jump into um, from whatever it was that I seen to where it is that I'm going is that for myself, I had done start following a lot of the things that I saw from my environment, I saw from my family um, and just things that I learned from people that was close to me that I thought was living. But when I got myself into a different situation and when I got myself into a different state around different people and the responsibilities of who I am was different than the inner city, I started to notice the things that I was doing was not helping me to live. I was killing myself. The fast food, I was killing myself. Um, the sex with random people, I was killing myself. Um, the the hanging out with certain friends and just their habits was killing me. Uh, it was just a ton of things that was killing me. And I noticed every day I go lay down on my pillow, I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. I was crying some nights. I was frustrated. I didn't keep money in my pocket. And so it was hard living that way. And when I admitted to myself that I actually was killing myself, that's when I started to make a change to go a different direction. And that's the thing with so many people. Listen, life is beautiful. It is amazing. But it's also a discipline type thing where you have to become so rooted and grounded and a solid foundation and build on that to enjoy it that some people get discouraged and they just kind of result to anything. And that's what's happening. That's what's killing people is that they have no control. And so you have to gain control because you're not here by accident. Many of you may have heard the odds of you being born. is so unlikely that I, I think you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning, getting hit by a car, um, probably seeing a shooting star three times in one year than you do to actually live on earth. And so I'm telling you that your life is not meaningless. Like your life, it has a purpose. It's important that you tap into yourself to see what this purpose is because there's something that comes from you that we on earth need. There's a thing that you're here to create and build that we need. That's what helped the world go around. That's what helped the world become better is you living out who it is you truly are. We need your authenticity. Your authenticity means something to this world. So never feel like you don't mean something to this world. So many people feel like, hey, you know what? I might as well kill myself because my life is not going the way I expect it. That's another thing that's killing people. It's expectations. Expectations. That's unmet fuels disappointment. When I first heard that quote, I forgot who it was by. So forgive me for not uh, citing my sources at this point. But that quote hit me and helped me to stop dying to my own expectations as well. And that's what so many people are. Right? They die to their expectations. When you die to your expectations and you feel like this has to happen a certain way in order for you to be happy, you're never going to be happy. What it is is drop the expectations and start tapping into yourself and living out your authenticity. That's where true happiness is at. I promise you that's where true happiness is at. The moment I started living out my authenticity, the moment I admitted to myself that I'm a good man that loves to motivate, inspire, and encourage other people. I'm the guy that you would find in church impacting kids. I'm the guy you'll find in a local school. I'm the guy that will always give you something positive um, to say. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy that will leave you with great messages to ensure that you're living and not dying. I'm that guy. That's just who I am. And I had to live in that. I wasn't 
the the person that I thought I was growing up in the inner city. Despite growing up with a basketball in my hand, I understood that what it was that impacted me more with basketball was the messages that my coaches was given, the ability to give a, a impactful speech, the ability to motivate and encourage and inspire us to go out and win a game. I was more impacted by their words than it was by me getting up and running up and down a court every every second of the game trying to score and trying to stop somebody from scoring. And so as life went on, I remember that. I remember when I was in college, I failed to make the team this year, which was total disappointment to myself. But I remember the coach said something that impacted me in a way that I never thought it would have impacted me. And he said, it's important that you build positive relationships with the people that's here if they make this team or not make this team because you never know who they would be in your life in the future. And it's crazy that the coach said that because I took an internship the next month or two months later, I think, and I was the sports writer um, for the editor at the local newspaper. And it was amazing because now I'm walking back in the same guy's face and I have a notepad and a pen. And I'm asking him questions about the game. And despite there was a part of me that felt torn, felt like I should have been playing basketball, but there also was an exciting part about me because I noticed that I was able to ask questions and kind of just build a relationship with this guy. And he impacted me, and I never would have thought so. And so that it even put me in a situation where I say, hey, you know what? My expectation of making the team didn't happen. But I'm not dying because of that expectation not happening. I just tapped into my authenticity, and I started truly living out who it was that I knew I was. That was one of the most impactful times in my life, and that's what I'm telling you, that you're missing out on impactful opportunities. You're missing out on on living your best self. You're, living, you're missing out on the happiness that you truly want because you're being somebody that you're not. I understand that the job you have is paying the bills, but you need to take some time out in your regular day and start doing what it is you need to do that brings you total satisfaction. I understand that you have to commit to some things because that's what you was taught from your parents to commit to these things. But I'm telling you, you're committing your time based on what they see fit for you and not what you see fit for you. I understand that you have responsibilities and other things like that. I understand that, hey, you know what? With having kids and being a single parent, that you only have about five hours you sleep. And I'm not telling you not to give up none of your sleep, and I understand how important your sleep is, but I am telling you that 10 minutes before you go to bed and you're working on your dreams, is enough time over time built up that you can start establishing your dream to, to exit that job or to exit all the things you have to do just to have money to survive. So it takes for you to actually start making an attempt, but it also takes for you to make a decision in your head and say that I'm going to live out my authenticity. I'm going to live out and be the person that I am because the moment that you stop being the person that you are and the moment that you give in to all these other things you keep doing, you die. You completely lose your life. It's just the only thing about you is that you're still walking and breathing, but you're already dead. And that's the thing that I'm telling you. It's not a time to die. This is the time to live. We're headed into a new year. And for a lot of people, they write down new year resolutions. For a lot of people, they write down their goals. For a lot of people, they make decisions to become a better person. And I'm grateful that you're making those decisions. But what I want to tell you is that, hey, the same decision that you're going to make on January 1st, you can start right now. 
The same decision that you're going to start at the end of January, you can start right now. If you really want to go to the gym, you can start tonight. If you really want to um, change the job that you have, start looking tonight. If if you really want to start going back to church, start looking up sermons from a favorite pastor tonight on YouTube. You can start doing those things tonight. You don't have to wait to next week. You don't have to wait to the calendar change. You don't have to wait to somebody tells you it's okay. You don't have to do none of that. You can start right now because if you truly won't change, you won't wait. You start right now because the thing is, it's not about doing it when you feel good. It's about doing it while you have time, because at some point we all will die physically, but you don't want to die mentally, emotionally, and spiritually 40, 50 years before you die physically. You don't want to die early in your mind. And then all of a sudden you have to live out 70 years of unsatisfactory you do not want to die that way. I've seen a lot of people die that way. I've seen people work 30, 40 years for a job, get depressed, and then two years after retirement, they die. The only thing they accomplished from the time that they retired to the time that they died was emotional eating, drugs, alcohol, and doing nothing. You don't want to die that way. You're built to bring and add value to this earth. I'm telling you that you built that way. And I know you built that way because who am I to tell you that you're not built that way if I didn't believe the same thing for myself? I'm telling you based off what I believe for myself. I'm telling you based on what I've seen for myself, what I've seen that God has done in my life, that he's doing the same thing in your life. You just have to give him an opportunity. You have to give life an opportunity. So it's time for you to start living and not die no more. We want you to live. So the last thing I wanted to jump in before I end this episode is, in 2018, I found myself where I was having really bad anxiety attacks, and I did not know what anxiety attacks was. It started in December. I was December 2017. I was driving, and all of a sudden, I get a headache. My heart stopped racing. I start sweating really bad, and I'm like, what is going on? I don't know what's going on. I started panicking, and I thought that I was having a heart attack, so I pulled over to the side of the road. I walked into this bar. I asked for a cup of water. I got a cup of water. I walked back to my car, and when I sat back in my car, the same thing happened again, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that my own mind was causing me to lose control. I didn't even know it. And what wound up happening was I wound up calling the ambulance to come because I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought maybe a stroke or something was coming on because I just felt so different than I normally did. So I wound up calling my wife and I told my wife to come get me. So she wound up getting in contact with some of her family to come in. Somebody can drive the car while I um, got checked out. And so what wound up happening was I didn't go to the hospital. Um, my blood pressure was really high because I had panicked so much that um, I was okay to go home. I elected not to go to the hospital. I wanted to see how I'll be in, a, in the morning. So in the morning time, I just stayed home all day. And I noticed that I didn't feel as good by the afternoon. Um, I noticed that the same symptoms was coming along again. This time my wife, um, she was home. She stayed back from work and she was asking me just kind of what it is. And she thought it was stress, but I didn't truly know what, what it was. But I noticed that I was dying to a lot of the things that I was thinking about. I was dying to my own expectations of how things should go um, with different things that I was doing, work, church, and stuff like that. Um, I also was just dying to a lot of the problems because they just stayed on my mind. Um, it was just one of them things where I just stayed 
thinking about all the problems and trying to improve every little thing and trying to exalt my energy into improving everything that I never celebrated and just lived life and enjoyed life for what it was. But also, too, during that time, I never even tapped inside of myself to even see what it was that God put inside of me. So I was living completely based off of what I thought life was, and it just wasn't. That was not life. And so I had to go find myself. But also, as months and, and weeks started going by, I had another episode when I was in L.A. visiting family with my wife um, that sent me to the hospital twice uh, because I started having the same symptoms. And so I just didn't get a answer, a full answer. Um, we was coming back from L.A. and literally I went through the same thing a couple times. And it was crazy because I was just saying to myself, like, hey, how is it that I'm going through this again? And I went through it again. I went through it again. It was finally after the eighth visit. A doctor looked at me and told me that I had anxiety. And I said, wow, I'm having anxiety and panic attacks. And I started looking up the symptoms. And I noticed that I was completely stressed out. But that was the moment that I knew I was dying. I knew I was dying to all these things on earth that wasn't for me. And so I'm telling you that your life is more than the things that you've been going through. Your life is more important than the frustration and the struggles. Your life is valuable. And I truly believe that this is the season. This is the time. Not tomorrow. Not next week. But right now. This is your time for you to start gaining control. To receive updates and additional content from the Gaining Control Podcast, connect with us at gainingcontrolpodcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com.